Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am talking about one of my favorite books I've ever read. It's a book that's impacted me a ton. I have a lot of interest in all kinds of dimensions, but today we're talking about the finance, business, financial literacy, financial freedom dimension. And I think one of the best books in this category of knowledge and learning is probably Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's a book that you've probably heard of. It's a book you may have read, but if you haven't, I truly recommend you give it a look. And my classic move is putting on earbuds and listening to Audible while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning, while I'm just doing really a lot of things. And someone might say I'm not learning as effectively as if I was reading. That could be true. But on the other hand, I'm able to go through quite a bit of content and I really do like learning by listening. It's it's something that I've done for the past four years, and I think I'm just going to keep going. I will try to read as well. I typically get the hard copies to, well, follow along or just to – it's a reminder that I read it and a reminder to keep reading it and keep looking back on it. And I have this bookshelf back here, and I decided, like, how about I talk about this book today, why I like it and – why I think everyone should read it. And so I guess a quick summary of the beginning of this book. Robert, he explains a story from his childhood where he is asking his dad about money and financial advice. And the dad says, well, you should get good grades in school, go to college, get a career, and get a job with great benefits. And... Robert's like, okay, that seems like an interesting route. But then he starts to hang around with his neighbor and he starts hearing the neighbor's dad talk about money and starts to be curious, like, so what is this? What does my friend's dad have to say about money? And, well, he starts to get to know this, this friend's dad and he calls him Rich Dad and he actually calls his biological dad poor dad and because he says this because well his poor dad biological dad is interested in the work for money and get a good education style lifestyle where his friend's dad is more how about you learn how to be financially literate learn how to run a business learn how to work in a business learn how businesses work learned the power of corporations and why that's kind of what separates the rich from the middle class, I guess. And Robert goes on to explain his, well, his life story. And he does work, you know, a career-like job. He said, he typically says, like, I recommend people work a regular job to earn income while they're trying to build a side business and learn how to create other assets. And yeah, it's interesting, but I guess one, there's two mindsets out there and I don't think any mind, any one of them is wrong or any of one of them is better. But for me, from what I can tell the mindset of invest in assets and in businesses so that I can have incomes and and cash flow coming in instead of 
I'm going to work and spend my time for money so that I can pay expenses and pay for my life. It's like I would rather pay money and time into learning how to generate wealth building assets. And that's, I guess, the difference. The first one, you get to go home at 5 p.m. and not really worry about your job, money, etc. You you can kind of take the weekend off, but with this other mindset and lifestyle, it's it's a you're creating your own income, so you might have to work a lot more and be a lot more detailed and maybe a lot more caring in what you do, but it could pay off in the long term and provide you passive income so that you have the freedom to work or not work and the freedom to kind of go where you want and do what you want. And that's freedom that I really, really want to hit. And that's kind of why I'm this podcast is one of those assets I'm investing into. It's like I started an LLC for it back in October and there's slight income sources that come from it. But typically I'm mainly just taking my personal money that I make from my income at expert cleaning and funnel it into the podcast to, well, set that against my income that I make to show that I make less income and also invest in growing a brand. And I guess it's, it is a very unique route for someone to take, but from what I can tell, that's a route that will lead to financial freedom, a route that will lead to financial freedom maybe quicker and more effectively than going and getting an industrial engineering job like most of my peers would do and like most of my advisors would say I should do. And I totally can recognize that they have validity in their arguments. Going out and working for other people and going into different industries can truly teach you people skills, how organizations work, maybe tips and tricks that big companies are using to automate and make a work environment more friendly and, I guess, positive. And so, like, there's definitely benefits to going and working for a job, but my recommendation is if anyone listening has a dream to go create something of their own, I would say, let's do it. Like you have insane amount of resources at your disposal. Currently, ChatGPT is open on my other monitor and I'm using it for research. I'm using it for ideas. I'm helping me come up with quotes. It's just, it's an incredibly powerful tool. And if someone says, I don't really know that much about business, money, finance, etc., It's like, well, good thing for you is that you're living in the perfect time to learn these kinds of things at a quick rate. There's so many teachers out there. There's so many free YouTube videos. There's ChatGPT. It's like, and I'm sure there's people in your family or people in your community that you could go ask. And it's all it takes is that effort and that drive to learn. And I'm, I'm just truly... I'm truly excited to keep learning more about this, but let's see here. There's a lot of people who kind of live their life saying, 
mm, don't take the risky route when it comes to money. Don't invest your money into startup businesses or stocks or other ventures that don't seem to make sense from the outside. But I think that's less of a risk than living your life never trying out any of your ideas. If you lived your life just working your job and never taking a financial risk ever, I I feel like you're going to look back when you're 80 and say, dang, why didn't I try that idea that I had? I was thinking about it all the time, but I was always so scared of failure. I was always so scared of losing money. I was always so scared that people were going to look at me funny. And I'm like, I... That's one of the things that I really do not want to have when I look back on my life. One thing I want to be able to say is whenever I had an idea that came to mind, I thought it through. I talked it out. I sometimes tried it out and saw what happened. Some of the ideas turned into a reality. Other ideas I realized were not the ideas for me. But I guess my goal is that I can go through life not regretting and taking the risks when I see that the risks could make sense. That's the thing that Kiyosaki mentions all the time. If you're a person who's financially literate, you're going to have the ability to assess whether an opportunity is going to provide profit or not or if an opportunity is going to better your financial state or not. And if you're, if you're paying attention to money and you're trying to learn about it on a more regular basis, these opportunities are going to flicker in front of you and – you're going to notice them much more than if you had not looked into finance as much and if you never really paid much attention to it. And so I guess every single person has the ability to pay attention to personal finance. You know, like listen to Dave Ramsey, Robert Kiyosaki, Grant Cardone, Peter Schiff, and Thomas Sowell. Those five, if you just do a dive onto all five of those, you're going to be probably more financially literate than 85 to 90% of the people your age. And I guess I'm speaking to a younger audience, but still it's like if you're at a, if you're stuck, I'm like, there's so many resources and it's like, here's a great prompt for ChatGPT. I want you to summarize the, Chapters of chat of Rich Dad Poor Dad with four bullet points for each chapter, and also provide twenty quotes from this book that you I feel like would be relevant. I'll do it right now. So it's just the amount of info you can learn right now about any topic is incredible. If you have a business idea, it's like, ChatGPT, come up with a business plan for a jewelry business that manufactures custom jewelry and sells to through online platforms and is known for sustainable materials and also known for Who knows? Anything you want. It provides the script. Sure, you're going to have to edit and tweak some things. But wow, in about two minutes, you've come up with a business plan. And now it's time for you to start your LLC. So 
rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki, he talks about like the powers of corporations. And I, I'm blessed from a young age to be learning about corporations through my mother's business and just seeing how it works, seeing the advantages, seeing the disadvantages. But one of the advantages of creating a corporation and just for anyone listening, LLC is limited, limited liability corporation. So that just means, let's say you're doing a job and you make a mistake and it's a costly mistake. Maybe you're driving and you kill someone while driving. Well, Someone could sue you if you were just an individual and steal your house, steal your, you know, your Roth IRA, who knows, any of your assets. But if you have an LLC that has its own assets that limits the liability of the individual to the company alone, then if you have any accident whatsoever or any kind of freak scenario, the only thing you're going to lose is your business assets as a worst case scenario instead of any of your personal assets. It's just, that's one of the like 15 perks I could mention. Another perk would be you get to write off expenses. Let's say I'll just explain for this podcast. I needed to buy a few mics, podcast or mic stand, cameras, camera stand, light, uh, softwares, uh, Paying other people to create videos for me, uh, logo design, a lot of other things that I can't even think of right now. I've even, you know, I quick go to Subway mid trying to brainstorm podcast ideas and network people. It's like, okay, Subway is written off as well. But the point is, is that you get to pay for these expenses with money that is actually pre-taxed let's say you're bringing in money through your business and it goes into your business account let's say you bring in a hundred dollars because let's say one of my videos makes a hundred dollars because it got enough views all right that hundred dollars comes in and it's not taxed yet and let's say i had a fifty dollar mic stand i wanted to buy and sure let's just pay for it with the business account boom now i have fifty dollars left and i've paid for a fifty dollar mic stand what an individual would have to do is they'd make their paycheck of $800, then their $800 paycheck would turn into $640, and then they would have to buy that $50 mic, and, but it would be with t- money that's been taxed already. So it's like you're paying, a more exp- for, you're, you're paying more for this mic stand when you're paying as an individual versus if you're paying as a corporation. And another thing that's useful about paying for expenses with a corporation is you get to levy that against your own income. So whatever income you're bringing in through your earned working wage, that can be – let's say you had $10,000 in expenses but made $40,000 from your job. The government only sees that you made $30,000, and a lot of those expenses that you're paying out to the business are actually – useful for you anyways so it's like and you're not having to expend from your personal savings as much so you're able to grow your personal savings and invest into stocks or emergency funds or children's uh, retirement accounts or other ventures and or vacations you know (laughs) but 
that's the power of, well, throwing expenses through businesses. I heard a quote from Alex Hormozzi just the other day, and he's like, I feel like every American, no matter or not they have a business idea or not, they should funnel their expenses into an LLC and create an LLC. It's like you're going to save probably a few thousand dollars on taxes alone, and you could have GPT write up the business plan. But either way, now you've got that LLC, you're going to be more incentivized to think more about business, learn more about it, figure out how to save money with through expenses. It's like I truly recommend it. It's been truly just a fun journey funneling expenses into this LLC in hopes to grow it. I I have a few other YouTube and Facebook accounts that I'm creating and I'm paying people to help me create them, but the business is paying for it. And it's a write-off and it's going to go it's going to save me money in taxes at the end of the year. And so it's just really really cool. And okay, I want to talk about another topic that this book covers, which is the difference between assets and liabilities. So when you think of a typical asset, you might think car, house, boat, uh, shoes, whatever else, camera. You know, these could be assets that you have. And, you know, think of liabilities. Well, it's like a liability might be, well, something that costs me money. Either way, probably... A lot of people don't think about what a liability might be, but I'm going to still keep talking about assets for a minute. R Robert Kiyosaki explains the definition of assets from a different lens. In his opinion, an asset should only be characterized as something that brings in cash flow that increases your income. And a liability is something that decreases your income by go by creating expenses for you. So let's think of the common example of a house. When Robert Kiyosaki explained this shift to me, I like never looked at the idea of buying house again the same. And I guess the idea is so many people are like, oh, I want to buy my first house. I want to create an asset and I want to have a mortgage. And let's say you're, you're having to pay mortgage on this house for 15 or 30 years that's kind of the two options and you know sure it is an asset but every month it's a liability to your yourself and to your bank account and it's like hmm i don't know if i don't know why our culture is so interested in let's go buy that house even if i might not have the money for it but then i'll have an asset and then i can start putting money into equity and it's like hmm i just i don't see that to be as great of a route because i feel like one of the more scary financial things to happen would be i want to buy this house that i don't have enough money for and now for the next 15 to 20 years i'm going to be strapped to try to pay this mortgage. I can't take days off because I got to pay my mortgage for the next 15 years, 27 years. I got to pay this mortgage. And I'm like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to take a different route. I'm going to funnel my expenses into different business opportunities, whether that be anything regarding podcast and YouTube channel, or is that be 
trying to help grow an expert cleaning venture or is that being a consultant or a business coach or there's a hundred ideas you can make money but I'm going to keep trying more and more ideas because I see the power of that and then it's like okay if you have enough of income sources then adding a something like a liability of a house is really not going to matter as much because once you have enough income streams now you're not strapped to try to pay for a mortgage with the single income stream that you were going to have when you were going to buy that house and that's just you know it's such a classic thing that you hear online or at least I have for years make sure you have more than one income stream what separates the rich from the poor is having more than one income stream and that's quite true it's like but what is an income stream technically it's something that brings you cash flow every month and it's something that you had to dedicate time and money and effort into at least initially to create and you had to go take a financial risk you know there was a potential that you were not going to make any money that you were going to lose money but you have to undergo that risk and from what i've heard it's like out of the all the money you have or out of all the assets you have or yeah out of all the money you have i would say if you're taking a risk with five or less percent of your money on some business idea in my opinion that's a great idea especially if you're young like my age 27 or 17 16 through 28 i don't know between those years i feel like you should be at least taking a little bit of a risk with money to just learn whether you make money or not you're going to learn so much more than someone who never took those risks and there's the potential upswing that you could really win big in regards to financial freedom and that's just it's something that i really want to inspire people to do and i find it i find it so exciting and you know i can't tell what topic this podcast should be should it be interest should it be focused on fitness should it be focused on health should it be focused on money should it be focused on business should it be focused on religion should it be focused on psychedelics who knows there's so many options but i think i'm just going to keep trying to talk about what has impacted me and what has helped my life become a better life to live and hopefully those who listen are inspired to do the same and you know I I would truly recommend by if you're too lazy to read which includes me sometimes look up all kinds of videos about rich dad poor dad look up the cash flow quadrants look up ChatGPT and start learning it's like I just huh, I am so overwhelmed on a day-to-day -day basis that there's so much out there to learn and there's not enough time to learn it all and I'm going to go my entire life never fully being able to learn everything. But that might sound depressing. It's not depressing in my eyes. It's actually kind of optimistic. It's like, wow, every single day can be a new day filled with tons of lessons. Tons. Not just like one. I could have 10 lessons a day. 10 lessons a day. That's 3,650 lessons a year. It's like... How many tabs do I have open on ChatGPT? A ton. I've learned a ton of lessons already today. And it's just, it's helped me with so much. And I, I'm curious what people 
listening will think of this. Like, I'm curious what percentage have listened to this book or read it or heard of it. I guess let me know down in the comments. I, I'm trying to figure out. I remember reading this book and being like, wow, this is this is something that every single person in America or the world needs to know. But I guess, let's see. Oh, yeah, it talks about, so the power of real estate and debt. So this is just another topic I want to quick cover. So debt, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, debt is not a good thing unless you're talking a mortgage. And in my opinion, that is great advice for most people. Credit card debt, uh, student loan debt, mortgages, they – well, I guess I shouldn't categorize them together. Credit card debt is something that Dave Ramsey feels is so very dumb and people should cut up their credit cards. Robert Kiyosaki, on the other hand, yeah, consumer debt like credit card debt is dumb, but debt in general is not dumb for everyone. If you look at any corporation, if you search the Fortune 500 companies and you look up their accounting, their financial statements, you're going to see that each one of those businesses took on debt in 2022 last year. And not because they don't have enough money, but because when you leverage debt, you actually decrease your profit margins so that you can pay less in taxes and you actually make more on your equity that you invest into the company. And I need to do a whole like video just on that alone. But the point is, is that debt should be viewed as something that you take very, very seriously. It's not something that you go into willy-nilly. You don't buy you don't go into debt to buy a dress or shoes or buy things like that. That is not that's just a liability. Now this dress is going to cost you interest payments on your credit card debt. But if you're talking about taking out a loan to buy a piece of equipment that you're going to rent out, now that is something that sure it brings on debt for your business, but it has a potential to throw money in your pocket every single month, creating an asset for you. And so I just – I feel like a lot of people in America, they don't, they don't like – I don't know. They aren't taught the best way to handle money, and there is no best way. But in high school, you're told to do what the poor dad tells Rich – which tells Robert to do. Go to school, get great grades, be, become a great employee, work for 40 years and maybe retire, but not you can't be too financially free. And you're not that free to do what you want because now you're 60, you're in less good shape, you are less motivated. All the time that you wanted to go on vacation, now you can go, but you're old and less filled with energy. And it's like, or you can, you know, Go to school, get great grades, get a job, but learn about finances and try to grow your financial literacy. Read this book. Read all kinds of books and look at ChatGBT. Learn how to use Excel. Hey, ChatGBT, teach me Excel 101. Tell me all kinds of tricks I would need for financial accounting, for budgeting, for 
forecasting my net worth. Boom. There it goes, step by step. Now you're going to learn so much more than the person scrolling on her phone. And, and then you're going to look back and be proud of what you've done. And I guess I want to end with this. It's kind of my classic little ender whenever I have, whenever I'm talking about money. And that is like, no matter how much money you're making, I still think money is not the most important thing. Like, that's why I don't think I could have this podcast just be focused on money and business is because it just seems like a shallow pursuit to that for that to be your only thing. It's like, I just, I imagine people who go down the route only focused or mainly focused on money, business, wealth building, financial freedom, and then they get there, but then they have no friends to share it with. They have no loved ones. They, they've kind of isolated themselves. And I just, for me, I'm too much of a people person at the same time. Like I could never take the single route and, and like I see a route Harley could go down. It's the route of, well, if you were single, you would have a little, you'd have a lot more time to just focus on making money, bringing in cash and learning about business. And it's like, nope, I'm going to sacrifice trying to focus on business a hundred percent of the time because I just, I don't find as much value in that as talking with friends and with my girlfriend and with my family and, and, and sacrificing my time for people like that. It's like, it pays off, I think more too, because if I just focused on business and making money for like four or five days straight, I feel burnt out and I don't feel as energized, but what helps me recharge and reflect and motivate me to keep going is seeing the people in my life and the relationships I have and how growing this business can help all of it. It can help me and my loved ones. It's just a beautiful recharge and it's a great lesson of like, you know, Harley, what would you rather have happen if it came to it? Would you rather have your money thrown away or your people thrown away? And it's like, well, I'd rather have my money thrown away because people are just truly what brings value to my life in regards to like what brings meaning to my life and yeah I just I wanted to talk about that and yeah it's you know but the other side of it is you still need to focus on money if you want to be financially free it's like whether you want to focus on money or not you're going to have to focus on money because if you're poor, you're going to have to focus on money. And if you're rich, you're going to have to focus on money. And I'm not sure which path y'all want to take, but I am trying to figure out how to reach the second path. And I guess that's, that's one of my goals. And I am always excited to talk about this topic with anyone. So if anyone wants to comment or reach out, I'd love to share my thoughts and hear yours. And I'm trying to find a great quote from this, from this book. All right, here we go. Winners are not afraid of losing, but losers are. Failure is part of the process of success. People who avoid failure avoid success. Yeah, that's pretty good. And yeah. Savers are losers because they give up today for tomorrow and end up with nothing. Yeah, it's 
Here's another one. The most successful people in life are the ones who ask questions. They are always learning. They are always growing. They are always pushing. That's a great mantra. It's like, and that's what it just brings back to that optimistic thought about ChatGPT. There's always something to learn. There's always questions to ask. There's never a day in which you can just sit there and be like, I know everything. I don't need to, to learn anymore. And that's, I'm, ju- I'm talking to me. You know, maybe some people are like that. They don't need to learn anymore. But yeah, I hope this episode inspired you. I'm going to do maybe a part two on this book. I might reread it and do a part two, but I'm going to, I'm going to probably tour a few more of these books that really just really scratched my itch and inspired me to better myself. And yeah, and if you have any book recommendations for me, let me know. And yeah, I appreciate all y'all listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you next week.